In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're going to have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising Podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. All right, we're still kind of coming down from that Pelvicon high. One last time, the announcement. If you guys are listening to this podcast on Thursday when it comes out, the recording doors are closing for the recording on Friday. So that is the 7th. That'll be at 8 p.m. Pacific time. So just make sure you are able to get that before that closes. That is, you guys have probably heard us talk all about it, but that is all the speakers, 10 different speakers, 17 different talks, the whole Pelvicon manual, 500 plus slides, all the references, lifetime access, all that good stuff. It's 350 bucks or it is, you can get a payment plan and it's like 120 bucks for three months. So make sure to do that, pelvicon.com slash recording. That's the final announcement on that. Doors close tomorrow if you're listening to this when it comes out. So, Nicole, what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about... So, we, as business coaches ourselves, we feel like it's very important to continuously get our knowledge um, from other business mentors and coaches as well. So, we have our own. And we started working with a new person recently. And he pointed out some really cool things that that we're going to start implementing a little bit more at Pelvic Sanity. And I'm really excited about it because I feel like it's such a simple concept. And I was reflecting back on some of my time when I was an employee and I was like, oh, that is a time when this did not happen. And the phrase is negativity up, positivity out. And this can really be important for you if, number one, you're an employee, number two, if you're an employer, and number three, if you are feeling any kind of way about your current job situation. This is where we get into friendships at work and the camaraderie at work can sometimes be, can turn into more negative than it is positive and what we can do about that and why that's actually not in your best interest, even though it feels like that at the time. Yes. So negativity up. The idea with that is that if you have a problem, it goes up the chain, right? It goes up to the person who can make a change with it. So we're not just complaining about stuff, but we are going to and having a direct conversation with someone who can make a difference with that. So negativity up, and then that leaves more room for positivity out out to your work colleagues, out to your patients, where we're not having to feel negative about that. And negativity goes to the place where there's something that can be done about it, because otherwise we are just complaining. And this is really, I think ultimately comes down to cold to like accepting responsibility for your own happiness. Right. Which is kind of a, you know, radical kind of term. Like I feel a little bit in, I feel like a little bit old saying this quite frankly, but 
you are responsible for your own happiness. And I know that that is sometimes at odds with what you'll hear with people saying things like, well, it's, it's happiness or at work or your work culture comes from the top down. And while that is 100% true, it's also 100% true that you are responsible for your own happiness at work from the bottom up as well. And I think it's a, a situation of both and it's not either or. And when you do take responsibility for that, then it can breed its own positivity in that way. And I think we all get caught in it. And I can think back to millions of times when I got caught in this, when I was an employee. So it's not like anyone's bad person for for getting caught up in it. But I do feel like it's important to have this conversation so that we can recognize it and then we can change our behavior and see if that changes anything with our feelings about where we are in life and work. Yeah. And I think a lot of us get caught in that because it's an easy way to connect. Being negative is an easy way to connect with colleagues around the office, right? And we've all been there and done that, right? It's just so much easier to just have a complaint about something. Well, it's true for social media too. I mean, we actually are in this like world of that political stuff. And like we have community in something that we're like fighting against and standing up for and all of this stuff. And and really is the actual action negative or positive? Is it putting negativity out or is it putting more positivity out? You know, I think this is also a really interesting thing. You know, there's also, we all know about things like the negativity bias, right? As human beings, we are programmed to pay more attention to negative stuff. That's the case in relationships, right? That's why one poorly worded thing about how Nicole looks in her jeans (laughs) is worse than the 27 compliments I've given her over the last three days, right? Which one are we talking about after dinner? It's the jeans comment, guys, okay? (laughs) He actually doesn't comment on my jeans. That's a good good example, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. But one comment about that is more powerful than 100 compliments, like one negative comment. It's the same thing we see on social media is a great example too, Nicole, right? 95% of the stuff that we get is, you know, awesome and love and positive and thank yous and all that. And you get that one negative DM or that one person, that one troll, even if they're not trying to troll, but it's like you pay more attention to that one negative thing, right? If you guys are, you know, as clinicians, same thing, right? You could have 10 patients that are all getting better and singing your praises and doing great. And you have one person who has a flair and doesn't trust you. Which one are you going home thinking about? You're thinking about that patient that you flared, right? And we did have a podcast too on this on catering to the 2%. This is like a kind of a, a tangential topic, but that is a 2%er type of problem. Right. And so if we can really bring that back, I think we can inject more positivity into our work, into the culture there, into relationships. I think one of the things that it's helpful to realize is, is if you're thinking about the culture of where you work, and I know you guys listening could be in a lot of different places. You could be a solopreneur, you could be a boss, you could be working in a really big hospital program, anything in between there. But you are a huge part of the culture of where you work. And I think people don't realize that. They feel like that's some amorphous thing, like the culture just is what it is, right? It's the air that we're breathing, it's the water we're swimming in. And in reality, like, We've all known people and places where, where like an individual shapes the culture and that culture for, for good or for ill, right? And you can be that kind of person. And it really is the collection of personalities and the way that people interact. But going back to the negativity bias, right? It's easier to pay attention to that. And 
there's all sorts of studies that venting, right? We think that we're doing like, oh, if I just talk about it and get it out of my system, does it ever really get out of your system? There's all sorts of like psychological studies that doesn't. It actually just reinforces you're giving more and more fuel to that fire if you're having a problem by venting about it, by complaining about it. And if it's something that can be fixed, then you got to go to the person who can fix it, which is usually your boss, and have that direct conversation so that you're not just complaining about it. And then you can be having a much more positive interaction with your employees or your coworkers in the break room. And when you guys are you know, going out for happy hour and all of that. Yeah, man. So, and I got caught up in this a ton and, and I actually didn't even realize it when I was working at the hospital system that I was working at. And I was, a, you know, having a great, good time overall. I was building a program there and I made a lot of friends. There was a lot of cool people that worked there that I really respected. And, but there, I got caught a lot of times in going out to happy hours or talking at lunch about all the things that were wrong with the place. Now, I realized this only afterwards when I would meet up with them, the same people that I was super close with, which by the way, was like our only thread was work. So we didn't see each other as much as I was thinking that we were going to. But long story short is that when we got together again, it was like the same exact conversation. And I'm like, wow, I had this epiphany one day. I came back and I was like, man, it's been like two years since I've been there. And those people are still talking about the same damn thing, the same boss problem, the same issue with documentation, the same everything. And I remember being part of that conversation. And so that I've been a part of that. I know what that's like. I also, though, at the same time, know what it's like to be the person to go to your boss every single second, it seems like, even though it's not really like that, but go to your boss with issues and solutions and expectation that something's going to change. And then when that doesn't happen, then you get to make a decision on how good or bad your situation actually is. Right. And I think we talked a little bit about this in another podcast that we've talked about, but it is, I feel like it's also giving people like almost a sense of fairness, like giving people a chance to make a change, right? If somebody doesn't know that there's a problem and they don't know that you're upset or they don't know that you're harboring this resentment or they don't know that there's this issue, then we don't really have the right to get upset about it or to go behind that person's back. I mean, if we really, if you really kind of step back and say like, do you want to be doing that? I think all of us would say no, right? Do I want to be someone who complains No, I don't. And so if there is an issue and you haven't brought it forward and you haven't put that out, there's really not a whole lot of justification for feeling that way. Now, it does change to Nicole's point. If you've brought that, and I know you've had situations like this, Nicole, where you've brought that to a boss or to a manager and something doesn't change. It's like, well, then you kind of have a choice. And eventually that's what led to you leaving and eventually starting your own thing was I bring this stuff up. It's not resolved, it's not taken care of, or actions promised and it doesn't happen. And then, okay, now we have a decision to make. Is this still a place that is a good fit for me or do I need to go someplace else? But you gave them the opportunity to make a change. Yeah. And multiple times too, because I mean, no one's perfect. And I can tell you that now being in the employer role has opened up my eyes a ton to 
what it's like, what I must have been like to my old boss, right? When I'm constantly going over, I, we can improve this and I have this idea about that. And a lot of times as an employee, you just don't have all the information. And so just because something doesn't happen immediately doesn't mean that that your boss is a bad person or the place is so terrible to work at. However, if you have some goals of moving forward in your career and you don't feel like the place that you're working is supporting that goal of yours and creating a path so that you can get there, that's a different story. But I can, one of the reasons why I left the place right before pelvic sanity was because for literally like two years, I would come and I would have some sort of thing that I, I wanted to be the have more responsibility as a clinical director. Then I wanted to do this program. Then I want, and every single time there was some sort of empty promise with that, that I gave a timeline for. We agreed upon a timeline that was reasonable for both people. And then it would come back and we'd hit that deadline and that nothing had changed. And that's where I feel like I did a really good job of bringing my issues to the person that could make the change. I wasn't bitching about that to my coworkers. I was talking to the person that could actually make the change. And when that person is not capable of making that change, capable or desiring to make the change, then I had the decision to make. And that's what how pelvic sanity was born. Right. And I love that, right? Then you are taking back control again, right? I think that it's interesting, right? If you really think about what that is, It's giving up control of your own happiness. I can't be happy until X happens, until my boss does this, until somebody acts, until I can't be happy if I'm working 40 hours a week. I can't be happy if I have to be there during these certain hours. I can't be happy if there's not oat milk in the break room. And I feel like that's a little disempowering if we really think about that. And I think one of the things for us as employers has been a big realization and change from when we very first started has been that we're frankly, we're not responsible for our people being happy. We have a lot of responsibilities here, right? We have responsibilities from being honest and transparent and communicating well and having, and frankly, just meeting payroll. (laughs) We've got responsibilities, but it's not our responsibility. We can't force somebody to be happy. We can just be really open and honest and say like, hey, this is what we offer. Like we want pelvic sanity to be the best job imaginable. But if it's not for you, there's nothing that we can do to force you to be happy in that situation. And I think that was a load off of us when we were realizing that is like, hey, what is our responsibility? And it's not to to make you happy. And And I would just that's the kind of the challenge of this podcast, I think, is are you waiting on somebody else to be happier? or to be more positive? And is there something that's been kind of on your mind that you need to go to a supervisor, to a boss, to whoever it is, and have a direct and honest conversation? And are you putting a realistic expectation on them, right? Because the thing is, too, oat milk is actually a funny example, right? Because if I really want you guys to think about what are you really irritated with, right? If it's a lot of little things that you can do, and you're like pissed off that they're not doing it, well, guess what? go down to the store and get some fucking oat milk and put it in the fridge. Now, if they tell you you can't have it and won't get it for you, now and you feel like that is an integral part of your happiness at your job, then we have a problem, right? So I just feel like 
this is a basically a challenge for everybody because you know in this day and age of burnout and and in our profession it's a real thing right because we're dealing with a lot of people that are also in a negative spiral nobody that is coming to pelvic floor physical therapy or pelvic floor ot is super stoked to be there they're having a major issue with a major bodily function and they're having to come in and that's not you we're not usually dealing with people that are in this really happy-go-lucky state all the time. So if that's the case, then we need to make sure that our work environment is also as happy as we can possibly make it. And the goal is that you have that power, that you have that power, and that realization is is that you have that power. So I hope that this is getting get a little introspective look at what's happening with you and yourself. And potentially if you are in a place where this is happening, I feel like step one is to recognize that it's happening and either recognize that you are the person doing this or there you are contributing to somebody else that is doing it because that's both. I mean, negativity breeds negativity. So if you have somebody that really is only talking to you at lunchtime about what's wrong with everything, then how is that? You have to work like twice as hard. You have to work twice as hard. You have to get you back to neutral by working on, you know, one step positive to get back to neutral and then positive again to get into the positive marks. Right. So it's like, that's a huge thing. Yeah. And so I think this is another really good, it brings up a great point, Nicole, is don't just understand if you're allowing someone else in your work environment to like affect your feeling about it. Right? Is that really what I feel if there's a negative situation? Right? And it's so much easier right, to just go along with it. Yeah, yeah, that is that does suck. That's terrible. I can't believe they did that. And you kind of start to go along with it. And that's kind of human nature. That's I mean, we get it. But if that's starting to affect how you feel about your position, that's starting to affect how your day goes, it's starting to breed resentment, you've got to take that introspective look, like Nicole always says, and be thinking about like, hey, is this even really coming from me or am I just taking on like someone else's negativity that I don't really need to? And I would even say that you have a responsibility to help that person who also can't see that they're in this spiral, right? So instead of being like, yeah, fuck the man, it's like, hey, you know, what are some things that we feel like we can do to help that person to do what they should be doing and having negativity up and positivity out? Right. Whereas like, hey, that's a great point that you're bringing up. Have you talked about it with your boss? Oh, that's a right conversation stopper. <laughs> right? Uh, no. do, you, do you want me to go in there with you and talk to the boss with you like that? It's going to make the whole environment better. And I think that's I think our lingering challenge for everybody is like, yeah, what can we control at our work environment? And frankly, I mean, this is one of the things we talked about when we started Pelvic Sanity and we hire awesome, awesome people. Because we spend a lot of time around each other, right? You spend more time with your coworkers a lot of times than you do with family members. So how do we make that just 5% better, 10% better? I mean, I think this is one of those things. And, and I, I really like that negativity up, positivity out, right? If you've got something negative, go up with it. And the same kind of thing for if you are an employer or a manager or a clinical director, right? That also means you can't let negativity flow downhill. You shouldn't be letting stress, anxiety, all of that stuff radiate from you downward, right? There's no place for it to go. It's supposed to go up. Like that's what we embrace as business owners, as managers. You kind of are, you're eating everybody else's shit. It's like, hell, 
there it is. Like, that's what we come into. And for the record, Jesse's much better at that than I am. <laughs> Jesse is much better at that than I am. And we're all like a work in progress with that, right? Because I can be super irritated with something that has nothing to do with pelvic sanity. And then my everyone's like, what's wrong with your face? And it's just like, it's just my face. Well, I have like resting bitch face because I'm irritated at something completely different, right? So there's a lot of responsibility from your employer too, but we're not perfect. And, you know, we're always, as long as you see somebody trying to work on stuff, that should speak louder than any words that they're saying. Absolutely. So I think that's a good spot to leave it, Nicole. I think negativity up, positivity out, and thinking about, is there any place where we can implement that? Is there a difficult conversation or a not even so difficult conversation, just a conversation that you need to have with somebody? Is this something that you're falling a little bit of victim to and you kind of want to get out of that rut? Because it is, it just becomes a habit of like, hey, we're getting together with these kind of people. What are we going to complain about? And then you're looking for something to complain about, right? Oh, well, they just told the story about this thing and I got to find another story that's also negative. So I got to find something else to complain about. And instead, if we break out of that habit and turn it on its head, we can really affect each one of us can affect the culture positively where we are and make ourselves happier, take responsibility for that and make it a better place to work. So that's our little mantra for the little bit here is negativity up, positivity out. And if you guys like this sort of topic, right? This is a place where we're kind of exploring of, I've been in both positions now, right? As the employee and the employer. So if you like this type of, of conversation, is if this is helpful to you, we would love to hear from you through email, actually, or if you can DM me, it's at Nicole Cozine DPT or Nicole at PelvicSanity.com. We just would love to hear from you about whether or not this was helpful to have a different perspective, both as an employee and an employer, because we've got a lot more where this comes from, but we want to make sure you guys want to hear it. So if this has been helpful to you, make sure to reach out and we hope you liked it. Absolutely. So as always, guys, we want to keep this conversation going. And let's continue to rise. <laughs>